quiz time. Hey guys, did you see that catch of my iPad just then? I dropped it. I'm, I'm pretty much a goat. I, I dropped it, but I caught it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. No, that's not the point of this talk. Um, I am here to talk to you about one goat, though, and he announced his retirement earlier this week, or maybe last week. His name is Tom Brady. Can we get a picture of him on the screen, please? Uh, this is Tom Brady, and he has to be the greatest NFL player of all time. Uh, now, I, I love NFL. I play NFL, and he is just the best, the literal best at everything that he has ever done. He entered the NFL in the year like 2000. Um, who was born in 2000? Some leaders, not even all leaders. He entered the NFL then and has been playing at the top level for 22 years before he announced his retirement earlier this week. Um, they've had to literally make up stats for him to just win more and more records. They've made up a record, like a word called winningest, He's the winningest quarterback of all time, which means he has won the most games. Uh, he has the most passing yards, which means he's thrown the ball the furthest over this time. He's uh, got the highest passing completion percentage, which means that like he hits like, I don't know what his stats are, but he just hits everything with his throws. He's got the most touchdowns, the most fourth quarter comebacks, and he's definitely aged the best out of any 42-year-old man there is. This picture is like 10 years ago, and he's very good looking. Anyway... Tom Brady is the greatest of all time, and you can't, you can't argue against me on that. You might have some thoughts in your head, but you're literally wrong. He's one that people, even though they hate him, they respect him. He's one that people look up to. There is none like him. Now, you might not care about the NFL. That's fine. There's some goats in all of the sports, but Tom Brady is the one that comes to mind for me. But we're not talking about Tom Brady today. We're, we're talking about someone who demands all respect, someone who is the greatest of all time, and someone who, uh, someone who has done the greatest things of all time, and his name is Jesus. He lived 2,000 years ago, and we talk about him every single week. If this is your first time here, welcome. We're so, so glad that you are here. We're seeing Jesus today in the passage that Dom read out for us, make a claim to be the goat, to be the greatest of all time, which is really controversial unless it is true. Let's have a think. Let's have a think. Uh, we're going to have a read at this passage in chapter 8. If you've got a Bible in front of you, oh, that's okay. If you've got a Bible in front of you, make sure it's open to John chapter 8. Um, I just opened straight back, back up to it, page 758. We want to make sure that whenever anyone's doing a talk that we're actually listening to what God says and not what we say. Um, and so right before our reading, Jesus is in a bit of an argument, in a bit of a fight with the uh, Pharisees, which were like the Jewish leaders, the guys that were like super duper religious. Um, and Jesus is saying that actually you don't know God and I do. Let's have a look at verse 42, chapter 8, verse 42. He says, if God were your father, you would love me for I came from God and I'm now here. I've not come on my own, but God has sent me. Jesus is challenging their faith. Jesus is challenging these people that think that they have it all together, that think that they're pretty sweet and think that they're doing okay living for God. And Jesus is challenging them and says, actually, if you don't have me, then you are, you are nothing. Your faith is nothing. You're following the wrong God. And they're pretty upset about it because they say that he's 
he's possessed by a demon. They say that this man that has done some pretty crazy things is possessed by a demon. And he makes these ridiculous claims like this in verse 51. Very truly, I tell you, whoever obeys my word will never see death. Can you imagine if just one of us walked around and said something like that? Like, if you do what I say, you'll never die. That would be ridiculous. That would be stupid unless it is true. Because as we see in the book of John, as we've seen the last couple of weeks, Jesus is great. Jesus is spectacular. Here are some things that he's done just in the few chapters before this. He's fed 5,000 people with two loaves of bread and five fish. He has turned water into wine. He has walked on water. He has, he has done these, these crazy miracles. He's healed all of these people. Jesus is great. Think about the greatest thing that you can picture in your mind right now. Everyone close your eyes. Think about the greatest thing that you can lay, lay your eyes on. It might be like a really nice view. It might be like some picture of like you doing some really cool sporting maneuver or singing a great song or getting 100% in HSE maths exam. That could be the greatest thing ever. Jesus is greater. You can open your eyes now. Jesus is greater than the greatest thing that we can possibly comprehend. Jesus is greater than the greatest. And Jesus is greater than the greatest of all time. And here's what he says. He starts talking about this guy called Abraham. Have a read with me, verse, verse 52. At this, that is his claim that if anyone does what he says, they'll, they'll live forever. They won't see death. At this, the Jews exclaimed, now we know that you are demon-possessed. Abraham died, and so did the prophets. Yet you say that if anyone keeps your word, he will never taste death? The Jews were confused because in their mind, the greatest person of all time is this guy called Abraham. This guy called Abraham. Um, can people put your hand up if you know anything about Abraham? I'm going to come and we're going to learn some things about Abraham together. At junior high, I got us to put our thinking caps on. If that would be helpful for you, you can do that. Um, put your thinking caps on, but only if it's helpful. It's helpful for Ben. Great. Excellent. Thank you, Ryan. Um, Keegan, name anything about Abraham. Father Abraham had many sons. Would you like to elaborate on that for people that have no idea about that song? Uh, it's a song that goes, Father Abraham had many sons, and many sons had Father Abraham. I am one of them, and so are you. So let's all praise the Lord. Okay, so you elaborated on it a little, but like we still don't know what you mean. Abraham, Abraham was a guy that had many sons, but at one point, how many sons did he have? Zero. At one point, he had zero sons. He was a really old man, and God picked this man. Let's just pretend this is like a timeline of history, the floor right now. God picked this man, Abraham, and said, I am going to bless you. I am going to pick you. I am going to choose you. And I'm going to give you blessing. I'm going to give you land, and I'm going to make you into a great nation. I'm going to give you lots of children. And Abraham's this really old dude who's been trying to have kids for ages and hasn't been able to. And he was like, God, what the heck? You're wrong. And he literally laughed at God. Now, you might think, how is this the greatest person in the Jewish faith? How is this the so-called greatest of all time? But what he did was actually listen to God and trust God. And because he trusted God, God blessed him. God 
answered those promises. God gave him a great blessing. He gave him land. He gave him many, 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 many children. So much so that his descendants were more than the stars in the sky, like God said. God fulfilled his promises to this man, Abraham. And Abraham became the father of the nation of Israel. Now, are our thinking caps still on? I hope they are, because this is a bit of like hard history work, but we got this. Abraham was like the grandfather of the whole Jewish faith. Abraham was the person that everyone looked back to because he trusted God. He was the one everyone looked up to. He was the one everyone respected. He was the one everyone honored. He was the one that was an example of faith for the Jewish people who gave up everything to follow God. He was the father of all people. Abraham was great. There's no, there's no two ways about it. Abraham was great. But Jesus says, I am greater. Jesus says, I am greater than the greatest of all time. And the Jewish people were like, no, nah, not going to happen. Not going to happen. And Jesus like doubles down on it. Have a look in verse 56. We see this. Abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. He saw it and he was glad. Now just think about it. This is the former goat, the greatest of all time, rejoicing when he saw Jesus. That's weird. That's weird. That'd be like Tom Brady, the greatest of all time, rejoicing if he got to play a game with me. No, that's not going to happen. There is no way that the greatest of all time would look forward to and rejoice in playing with someone who is average in someone who is bad, no, not at all. It doesn't make sense unless it's true. Because Jesus says, I am greater. Jesus says, Abraham, the greatest, was looking forward to my day. To my day. Look at that. To my day. Jesus says, Abraham, thousands of years ago, was waiting for this day where Jesus, where I have come to earth. Abraham was looking. He was trusting. He was waiting for God to fulfill his promises, right? He was looking forward to a time where God would dwell with his people. He was waiting a, a time where, where suffering is resolved and where peace has entered the world. He looked ahead to the time where God would fulfill every single one of his promises and bring blessing to the whole world. He was waiting for that. And Jesus says, that's here. Jesus says, I am the one who will be the fulfillment of all of these promises. I am the one that's actually greater than Abraham. Now, we might struggle to think about it visually, so I whipped up the greatest graphic design in the entire world. Thank you, Angus. Okay, here is a time uh, timeline. There's like, it's not to scale. There's the creation of the world, and there's Jesus. Wait, there's Jesus. We're like over here-ish, and Abraham's over here. The reason he's a builder is because there wasn't many stencils in Keynote. Now, Abraham was looking ahead. He was waiting. He was looking for Jesus, and Jesus has come. He was looking forward to Jesus, and Jesus has come because Jesus is greater. Jesus is greater than the former greatest of all time. Jesus is bigger than Abraham. And I don't think that we, as people that mostly aren't Jewish, I don't think we can even possibly comprehend how crazy and how radical that is. How great Jesus is. When we're talking with our friends, a lot of people might say that Jesus was a pretty good teacher or he did some pretty cool things. Jesus is the greatest of all time. He's greater than we can possibly 
comprehend. And do you want to know why this is? Jesus is the greatest. He's greater than the greatest because he is God. Next point. Thanks, Angus. Jesus is the greater than the greatest because he is God. There's one thing that this week should have, should have gripped us so far. That you should be thinking, actually, what's happened yet? If you've been here the last couple of weeks, we've been looking at these two I am statements uh, throughout John's gospel. And you might have noticed, Josh, we haven't talked about the I am statement this week yet. Um, we're going we're gonna to do it and we're going to think a bit about who God is and we're going to think a bit about grammar and why it's important because when Jesus said this I am statement, he outraged the Jews. When Jesus said this outrage, this statement, they were angry and they wanted to kill him because it's so controversial. And that's because Jesus says, I am God. Can we go to the verse? I th- don't think it's the next slide, but it's the next one. Thanks, Very truly, I tell you, Jesus answered, before Abraham was born, I am. Hands up if that grammatically is really confusing. Correct. Why is it like was and am in the same sentence? Why is there a past and a present tense? Grammar is important and we're going to think about it, but we're just going to think just quickly in the Old Testament about what I am means. Uh, Can we go to the, the former slide? Thanks, Angus. In Exodus, when God was speaking to Moses and he said, go and tell the people, go tell the Pharaoh to let my people go. Moses is like, who am I going to say you are? And God says, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent you. I am is this beautiful, personal name of God. This this beautiful sense of, of the fullness of God being gentle and coming towards his people. This is who God is. This is who God is. And so when Jesus says before Abraham was, I am, he's saying before Abraham even existed, I existed. Before Abraham even existed, I was around, I am, because I am God. Jesus is God. And grammar is important, and we need to think about this. Can we go to two slides from now, Angus? Grammar is really important. Here's here's something to kind of illustrate that point. There's two sayings here, right? Let's eat, grandma. Positive, fun, conveys a future meal with some some good old family, family friend, grandma. If you remove the comma, it's let's eat, grandma. That's not ideal. That is not good. That's cannibalism and some form of like family violence. No, no, don't cheer cannibalism, Nathan. Um, Grammar is really important. So as we look at this verse, as we think about before Abraham was, I am, we think about the tense. We think before Abraham existed, Jesus existed. And Jesus has always existed. And Jesus is actually the eternal God, the eternal one who is in control over everything. Jesus is saying, I am God. I am the one who has saved you. I am the one who provides for you. I am the one who loves you. I am the one who is bigger and greater than all things. And that's an incredibly arrogant thing to say. Unless it's true. Jesus is greater than the greatest because he is God. Now, how does this actually, like, what does this mean for us? How does this actually change our lives? And I've got six points. If if you're taking notes, uh, I recommend taking notes. Six points as to why Jesus is God actually changes our life. Number one, Jesus is significant. If you're here for the first time or if you're here for the thousandth time, 
and haven't actually comprehended just how crazy it is that Jesus is God, haven't actually thought about who Jesus really is, I, I encourage you, please do. There is nothing more important than to work out who Jesus is. What are you going to do with that? Are you just going to sit on it or put it off? Jesus is literally God himself. Jesus is God and you are not. So listen to him and believe him. Listen to him and love him because he loves you so much. Number two, Jesus is the main character of the story. And so we need to recognize our place. It's not about making a name for ourselves, but making a name for him because he's the main character because he is God. It means if you have any sort of like greatness, like sporting achievement or academic achievement or a new job or anything, thank God. Give the glory to him. This is all about bringing glory to him because he is God and he is worthy. Number three, Jesus is the same God from the Old Testament. And so his character is trustworthy. He loves with the same love of God. He's the fulfillment of everything that's come before. He enacts the same judgment that God does. He cares the same way that God does because he is God. We know that we can trust him. Number four, Jesus is bigger than we can ever possibly imagine. And so we know that he has power to do what he has promised. We know he's able to care for us. We know that when he says he's died for us so that we can go free, we've died, so he's died so that we can go free. When he calls us his brothers and sisters because of what he's done, then we are his brothers and sisters. He is trustworthy. Number five, Jesus is king over absolutely everything. Not just some things, not just what he feels like. Jesus is king over absolutely everything. So why wouldn't we willingly and joyfully obey him? It means listening to what he says. And not just listening, but obeying. And because he's king over everything and not anyone else, that means that if someone's roasting you in class for following Jesus or for believing in some supposedly fake God, some abstract space fairy, calm down and trust that Jesus is king. Know that he's king over absolutely everything. He's the great I am. He is God. Obey him and love him. And lastly, Jesus is God with us. So we know that he is our comfort. We know that he's with us in darkness. He's with us in suffering. No matter the darkness that is there, he is the light of the world like we saw last week. Jesus is God. Jesus is great. Jesus is the goat. C.S. Lewis, who wrote Narnia and a whole bunch of Christian books, um, wrote a book about his own journey with Jesus as his own wrestling with who Jesus is. He's reading and he's listening. He's trying to work out, if, is Jesus significant? Is Jesus great or is he not? And towards the end of the book, towards the end of this process in his head, he saw that the more that he understood the greatness of Jesus, that it was either all or nothing. Either giving Jesus all or giving Jesus nothing because he truly is the greatest. And the more that C.S. Lewis wrestled with God's love for him, God's patience with him, God's kindness to him, God saving him. He says, now the demand was simply all. He willingly and joyfully gave all to Jesus because he is the greatest of all time. 
and I pray that we will do the same. I'll invite the band up and, and please pray with me now. Our Father, we praise you that you are the greatest. We praise you that you are powerful, that you are kind, that you are in control. Um, God, we thank you that Jesus is the king over absolutely everything, that he is able uh, to, to save us, that he is faithful in his characteristics. And we thank you, Lord, that he has promised many great things to us and we ask that we would trust these. We ask that we would live for his glory, recognizing he's the main character and not us. And we ask that you'd help us do this in his great and mighty name. Amen.